Today we're talking those who wish me dead. So today, gang's all here, or at least about to be, and we're talking those who wish me dead. AC Facey, hello, hello. So, what did we think of those who wish me dead? I honestly just want to ask you guys first, like, what would you guys done in that situation? In which situation? The kid or Angelina Jolie or the husband? Like, who? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. What would you guys do just in that crazy fire? Like, if you was in the forest and there was a crazy-ass mega fire happening, and you was, like, in the in the middle of it, I guess, how would you... What would you guys do there? That's what I kept on thinking about. Like, Jesus Christ, this shit was... I'd be scared as shit. That got to be the more, one of the most ter- terrifying things. Like, I, I remember when when they were running and then the, the fire was in the grass, just like traveling really fast. That shit would give me a heart attack. Here's the thing. With this movie, you can't just be like, yo, what would you do if you were in a fire? Because there was more than just them being in a fire. They were running away from people who were trying to kill them. So... The question for them quickly became, are you running into the fire or towards the people who are trying to murder you? So that's really the question. All right. So let's set it up. Hannah Faber, a smoke jumper. A smoke jumper, by the way, is a firefighter who jumps into the fire to help or into the situation to help put out the fire. uh, Is struggling after three young boys were killed in a forest fire she failed to prevent. She is now posted in a fire lookout tower in the middle of a forest. Meanwhile, Owen Casserly, a forensic accountant, learns about the death of his boss and his family in an apparent gas explosion. They were actually murdered by brothers and assassins Jack and Patrick Blackwell. Believing he is next to be targeted, he goes on the run with his son, Connor, to seek refuge with his brother-in-law, Ethan Sawyer, a deputy sheriff and Hannah's ex-boyfriend. They are ambushed by the Blackwells, who force them off the road and down a cliff by shooting at them. As Owen dies, he gives Connor evidence against the Blackwells' employer, mob boss Arthur Phillip, and tells him to escape before being shot to death. Ethan discovers Owen's car wreck. Meanwhile, Hannah stumbles upon Connor while out on patrol. Connor accompanies Hannah back to the tower to contact help. The Blackwells are instructed by Arthur to hunt Connor down and kill him in order to distract the police. They use flares to start a forest fire. They go to Ethan's house, believing Connor may have fled there and interrogate his pregnant wife, Allison, but she fights them off and escapes. She's a badass when she does that, by the way, discovering the radio at the tower disabled after a lightning strike. Hannah attempts to take Connor into town on foot, but is struck by lightning while crossing a field. They turn back when the fire blocks their path. Ethan returns home with the sheriff after having been alerted by Allison in a call that something is wrong. The Blackwells kill the sheriff and force Ethan to guide them through the woods. They come across Hannah's tower and Ethan is forced into searching it while they watch from a tree. Having returned to the tower, Hannah and Connor hide while Ethan attempts to make it um, appear empty. However, Patrick notices Ethan talking, and they start shooting into the tower, injuring Ethan, but Hannah and Connor manage to escape. The Blackwells try to follow them, but are stopped when Allison, having tracked them down, starts shooting at them. Patrick and Jack split up, with Patrick going after Hannah and Connor, and Jack trying to kill Allison. However, she kills him. Connor runs ahead while Hannah uh, distracts Patrick, but Connor returns after Patrick almost kills her. 
A struggle ensues, and Hannah injures Patrick and leaves him to burn to death in the approaching fire. Allison reunites with Ethan in the tower, but they are trapped by the, by the fire. They put out oxygen masks and hold each other as it surrounds them. Hannah and Connor are able to escape by jumping into a stream and watch from under the water as the fire engulfs the forest. In the morning, after the fire is burned out, the survivors are saved when, Hannah old, when Hannah's old smoke-jumping team arrives to rescue her. Uh, arrives to rescue her, Connor, and Allison. Ethan had died from his earlier injuries. Later, as rescue services and television crews arrive, Connor prepares to give his father's evidence to the media while being comforted by Hannah, who promises to help him through his uncertain future. I'm not going to lie. When they were holding each other with, their, with, the, with the gas mask, Mm -hmm. That hit me. That hit me in places in my heart. I didn't know it could hit me. Uh, that shit was. And then, and then when they were just there, you know, like in the morning, mm -hmm. I thought they were showing us them burnt, and I was like, "That's really fucked up, bro." I was like, <laughs> "I don't want to see this." I was like, "What the fuck?" And then she just started moving. I was like, "Oh, oh, she's alive! Thank God!" And then I was like, "Is he alive?" And then no. Nah. Nah, and, and then nah. <laughs> nah the way he, he said fine. that, damn. I thought he was yo. He's like one of my. He's he's becoming low key one of my favorite actors ever since he showed up in in um Daredevil. John Bernthal. Yeah, man, he's so cool. Like when he was there with the two people pointing a gun, he was like, "Shoot me!" I was like, "Yeah, buddy." I was like, "You're gonna die, but you're gonna go out like a real one." Yeah, then you know he died anyway later on, which I got really sad about. But that was really that was that yeah that that shit hit me in the feels. They, they did a good job. Whoever directed that, yeah, you did a great job, buddy. You got me. But we're doing yes, it's spoiler talk. But I found that a lot of people, not a lot of people, but like the four people who listen to this. <laughs> People will like listen to this and they'll hear us talk about a movie and then go watch it. So you're welcome, HBO. We're doing promo for you. Hold up. Can we rewind and go back to the way this movie started, though? Sure. Like, you didn't even get five minutes in and there is a fucking explosion and people are dead. Yes. I'm not going to lie. This director hasn't done very much work at all. And to be honest, I don't think I've seen any of his other films. But mm. that part, the way to start it, I was like, that is epically perfect. Like, you almost legit, if you didn't know better, would have thought these people were really doing a job, like a legit legal job. No, no, they were killing a family with no fucks to give. Baby and all. Yeah. That was, that was so fucked up, but I knew, like, okay, so the very beginning of the movie, you're following, by the way, like, are we, are we going to talk about how the fact that, like, Nicholas Holt is a bad guy? Like, what? What? He's not a bad guy. He's the dude. He's the, the good zombie. Like, come on. Anywho. But yeah, he's a bad guy now. And so Nicholas Holt and Aiden Gellin are in this movie. They're assassins. But you, you when the beginning of the movie, you just see the two of them ring a doorbell. Right. And this lady opens the door and they're both wearing badges and they're looking very official and they were like, yeah, they like they're looking like they're firemen, right? And they're like, yeah, we heard a report of of a um, of a gas leak. And before you even meet them, we see the firefighters that uh, Angelina Jolie is part of. 
So you're brought into like, okay, here are firefighters. And then you see these two guys saying, yeah, we're from the fire department and we heard that there was a leak. So we need to come in and take a look. And I was like, don't let them in. I don't know who they are, but they are not firefighters. Don't let them in. But like the movie kind of makes you think they are because of showing you firefighters a second ago. And now these guys, they are not firefighters. It's really ominous the way it happens because they go in and you don't see them go like, she's just like, yeah, sure. She opens the door. They walk in. You go to another scene. When we come back to them, they are leaving and you don't see the woman anymore. You just see them close. The, they're just walking out the door, closing the door behind them. And they're quickly walking away from the building. They're not running, but they are, they're keeping pace. They're quickly walking away and they're talking. It's a very and brisk walk. Very, very brisk, brisk walk. walk. Right. They're talking. And at one point he looks, Gillen looks at the other dude and he was like, you got blood on your shirt. And we can't really tell. Cause it's not like, there's not like a lot of blood splatter. There's like a little dot. Right. And then he says, uh, we'll need to go soon because, you know, how far away from this other place? And he was like, okay, I think it's like Jacksonville or something. And they're like six hours. And they're like, we need to go right now because this is going to be, that explosion is going to be on the news in 30 minutes. Now, mind you, or no, they just said that'll be on the news in 30 minutes. Nothing has happened yet. And then they get in their car and then kaboom. Whole, like, this is not like an average everyday house. This is like a rich person's house. Exploded. That whole lot that they were on, gone. Like that. Just explosion. And it was like, holy shit. Here's the tragic part. So it's like, okay, they killed the woman and the husband. Because when they knock on the door, they say, is your husband home? And she's like, "He's yeah, he's taking a shower. And they say, okay, well, can we come in? You know, we heard about the, the gas leak and everything. As she's talking, you can hear a baby crying. They killed the whole family that's so fucked up like they just killed a baby and you know that they killed them first because you heard the baby crying when they opened the door when they close the door you don't hear anything and you hear and the dude says you got blood on you which means they shot all three of them and then blew up the house to cover it up which by the way that doesn't actually cover anything up because if you shoot someone even the charred body like you can still see a bullet hole they can still like you can they can still tell cause of death Fire can't cover holes, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, like that's how fucked up. That's the beginning of the movie. That's where we start. And then we see Angelina Jolie being like death defying, like being a daredevil. And of course, she gets arrested by John Bernthal, who's like a sheriff's deputy. And he's all pissed off because she's like basically being a dick. And she's pretty much been acting like a prick like the whole time. And he tries to like calm her down and is like, look, you need to stop like being a daredevil and trying to end yourself because this isn't productive. And basically she's like, make me. So she ends up going to jail for pulling a stupid ass stunt. And then that's when we find that uh, she is the sheriff's, not the sheriff, but the sheriff's deputy's ex-girlfriend but he is happily married now to a woman who is six months pregnant with a baby girl. So yeah, that's where we start. And this movie brought back the MacGuffin instead of the MacGuffin being a thing that everybody's trying to get. The MacGuffin is a thing that the main character, that one of the main characters has and could get him killed. 
It's the thing that they're killing for. So um, it's basically a bad guy, MacGuffin. The bad guys are trying to get it. And we never find out exactly what it is. We don't know what the information is. They never tell us. Only that it could take down a whole lot of highly important people. Yep. All we know is is the, the dad is a forensic accountant and he found something. His job is to find the thing that people are hiding in the books. And he found the thing. And the very important people were like, nah, bitch, that should have stayed hidden. And he was really smart, though, because the moment he saw that explosion, he was like, okay, you're not going to school. We're getting the fuck out of here. So hey, that, that kid be- almost went to school. Almost. He did. He got, they went, they got to the school. Oh, what is a MacGuffin? A MacGuffin is a thing in movies. An where, object or event that's necessary to plot the motivation of the characters, but it's insignificant. And you yeah, it, typically it, it never find out what it is. is. Yeah. That's why it's a, that's why this is a classic MacGuffin because we don't even find out what the secrets are, but it doesn't matter because what the secret is, is completely useless to the plot. Just the fact that there are secrets that's what was important. It, the MacGuffin is what drives the entire plot of the story. Kind of like um, the briefcase in that one movie that Elias has never seen. Oh, you had to go and list it like that, didn't you? You had to say it that way. Wait, now I want to know the movie or the briefcase in the movie that I haven't seen. That's not fair. <laughs> no, you don't. Why? You still we're not don't. to that movie. We we're haven't not even to the movie said yet. the movie, so you have no clue what we're talking about. I was about to say the name, and then you said that. And now I'm not going to tell you. Oh, I want to know. Please, I'm sorry. I like this movie. <laughs> that should give me points. <laughs> that should give you points. You liked a movie, therefore, that should give you points. That doesn't... I'm not sure what grading scale you use. tonight, that's two points. So do I have to get, like, five or something? All right. I'll wait. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The sheriff's wife was a total badass, and I knew she yes, was a badass. She when she had him in a headlock, I was like, yeah, she's going to fuck these people up. I was like, a black woman has a white cop in a headlock? Yeah, she's a badass. I was like, yep. She's going to kill everybody in this bitch. I thought she was going to save the fire. I thought she was going to pull some shit. When she grabbed that horse, <laughs> I was like, she's not a superhero. She's going to stop the fire with the horse. I was like, this is great. That was also a very stupid thing she she did, too. I don't know why she grabbed the horse and not the motorcycle. Oh, maybe because it was silent? You you don't know why? I'll explain why. She was actually being very smart. She grabbed the horse because everything else she was looking at was too loud, and they would have heard her coming. The horse, she could approach silently. That's why she was able to just randomly start shooting, and they didn't know where she was. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that makes... It makes valid sense. Yes, yeah, that's why she a, grabbed the horse. She's still a badass with her fucking horse. I yes. And I can just hope that the horse got away before the fire got there. The horse hit the... Yo, the minute she, she got off the horse, the horse is like, I, right, I'm out. All my friends <laughs> told me to leave. I only went with you because you had a gun. I'm out of here. Shut up. Because you had that, a gun. Yep. Yeah. That's what mm. happened. Director's cut. The director's cut is the horse saying the horse saying Actually, yeah, the, uh-huh. I only went with you because you had a gun. No, the director's cut is the movie, but from the horse's point of point of view. What are your thoughts, AC Facey? 
I'm not gonna lie, I was shocked. I didn't expect this movie to actually hold my attention like it did, but it it, it, it got me going for sure. And then like the fact that the dad, like like you said, he saw the news clip and was like, ah oh, shit. He knew not to grab anything. He knew to take out straight cash. As soon as he saw his son's phone, he's like, whoa, nope, that shit's got to go. Yep. They went ahead and they stayed off the radar for as long as they could. Problem is, apparently they were a little easier to find than they thought. I still don't understand how one one picture picture just registered. Like That part was pretty obscure to me, but whatever. Um, It makes sense to me, though, because of the fact that, like you said, he took out, like, once as they were piecing it all together, they were like, okay, they left... And I would have thought that they would have immediately gone to like the kid's school or to the dad's job, right? Which would have bought them a little bit of time while they're hunting them down. But no, these guys are professionals. So they're like, okay, let's hack into his computer. Let's check his email. Let's check his, his, uh, his money. Cause they know that the explosion was already on TV. Well, here's so- the trigger. The trigger is you notice when he grabbed the obituary and he started looking up. That's when he realized, okay, that means that you clearly got to be with your son. It's just you and your son. And then you went through the rest of the pictures, and that's what triggered it. That one fucking picture. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, I, I think that what what got them there is the fact that on the dad's laptop, he like where he saw the story of the explosion, he left that up. Had he oh, yeah. not done that, like, had he taken the laptop with him? Or like oh, wiped the laptop before he left, they up. would have had to go to the school. They would have had to go to the thing because they wouldn't have had any clue. This is twenty twenty one. What parent doesn't lock a laptop when they have children? No passcode, no nothing. Well, remember they were also in a hurry. Yo, but your laptop automatically locks. Uh, well, yeah, but um, yeah, I think it was the story. Like when he saw the story. That you know, he, he saw that the last thing he had watched on the laptop was yeah, the story of the explosion. They were like, "Okay, he's leaving," and then he he hacks into the bank account and he sees, yeah, he withdrew ten thousand dollars. Now he's like, "Okay, these guys know what they're doing." So the what they're not, they know better than to pay credit card or to call someone. So where would they go? And I think the reason why that picture gave it away is because in that picture. He was wearing, um, John Bernthal was wearing his sheriff uniform. And it was, it's, you know, it was like, it's kind of that one picture was like an orgy of evidence because it says survival training school. And it's, I don't um, think that's it. I don't think that's the only key factor though. Think about it. That picture also didn't have the wife and he's realized that the wife has died. So this is post wife, which means it's a sanctuary for you and your son. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, because like, he had already figured out that the wife died because he found the obituary. But I'm saying, like, the reason why he, when he saw that picture, he was like, this is where they're going is because of the fact that in that picture, the dude was wearing a sheriff's, you know, he's wearing a, a sheriff's outfit and it said survival school, which is like, okay, this is where they're going to feel safe. Yeah. Before we go back, go back to the badass wife, can we just bring up the fact that. Why was Tyler Perry the two-minute bad guy behind everything? You only see probably because this was most likely filmed on his studio, and he can be whatever he wants in a film that's on his studio. I didn't know his studio. 
I just know that he was there for a whopping two motherfucking minutes and you happen to be the bad guy behind all of this. <laughs> no, I, I said probably because he has the biggest studio now. So odds are it was filmed in his studio. Um, this was by New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers. So it could have been filmed where in his studio. Uh, I don't see uh, where, but most likely because... Like, if they didn't film it there, I mean, the dude can just pop up wherever he wants. He's he's that level now. Is Tyler Perry a billionaire? Uh, he, he's the bad guy behind the two guys in the movie that's doing uh, all the bad footwork. What do you mean? No, I mean in real life, not in the movie. Yo, we're not talking about real life. Stop. Look, you did that in text, too. Nope. No, I'm saying, like, because she was like, oh, like, Tyler Perry show up in that movie. Because he can, because he's at that level. So I was like, "Oh, is he like a billionaire?" Because if he's a yes, he is. His net worth is one billion dollars. Oh yeah, he could definitely do that. That was where I was going with that. Ace, not that whole other stuff. So yeah, as a billionaire, you can do whatever you want. Oh yeah, most definitely. The wife is a total badass in this movie. I was afraid, like when they brought her in, I was like, "Oh, is this going to be a love triangle?" No, it wasn't. They are like, yeah, they mentioned that. Angelina Jolie and John Berthold are exes, but that's it. They don't try it like nothing. Like, yeah, they did date, but that was it. They did. Not present tense. And he very much loves his wife, and she very much loves him. And I was like, please don't kill her off. And they, you for a minute, you thought they were going to. Because the douchebags show up at her house. and But she was super smart, yo. So, like, unlike the first chick in the beginning of the movie, when they show up and they were like, Oh, you know, we we detected a gas leak and we can't can we come in and check? They show up to her place with FBI uniforms and badges and everything and they knock on her door and say, um, we're with the FBI. We are looking for your husband and she's like, he's not here and if you were with the FBI, you would know that. And she closed the door on him like fuck off. And they were like, "No, no, no, no." And they try to get in and she's just like, "Yeah, no." I'm smarter than this. I don't know who you are, but I know that you're not coming in this house. And then they overpower and get in anyway. And as soon as they do, she just slowly reaches behind her and grabs some bear spray. And I was thinking she was going to use it earlier, but she doesn't use it till later. And, um, and then they like, when they overpower, they like knock her over. Here's the thing that gets me. She has a very noticeable baby bump. But then Nicholas Holt goes upstairs and he's looking through and he sees the baby room and he comes back down and he whispers in his brother's ear. And then the brother was like, are you pregnant? And I'm like, that's what the belly is. What did you think? Did you think she was selectively fat? She has a clear baby bump and she is facing you. Like what? (laughs) Like, yeah, these guys are supposed to be, like, master assassins who notice tiny details. They didn't notice the baby bump that was standing right in front of her. Like, you could have seen it when she opened the door. So that's one thing that I thought was kind of weird. And then um, and then they decide, they start getting in. You know, the first thing that, uh, that what's-his-name does, what is his name? What's the, the name of the brother? Because I keep wanting to call him the brother. So... Aiden Gillen is the name of the guy who plays it, but Jack. Jack. Okay. Jack. So 
Jack, the first thing he does is he grabs a poker and puts it in the fire. And I'm thinking, ooh, she's on the ground. She's going to use it to, like, poke you and kill you or something. Nope. He uses it to threaten her. He uh, Actually, he has his brother use it to threaten her. And he has a gun to her. And he was like, where's your husband? And she's like, he's not here. And uh, he's like, has he found the boy? And she's like, no, he hasn't found the boy. No, she's telling the truth. He has not found the boy. He fe- So... He did find the scene with the dad and um, he called it in and the sheriff was down there with him, even though she told the truth, like they didn't find, they haven't found the boy yet. And he did find the scene, but he's, you know, working on it. He's, you know, trying to find the boy. The two douchebags were like, okay, we have to make sure that you're telling the truth. So he gets the poker and is like putting it near her face. And he's like, Saying like, oh, I'll we'll kill you or the baby, like if you to make sure. So then she, after they put the poker in her face, then she lies, and now she's like, yes, yes, they found the boy, they found the boy. But she's smart about lying because she's like, okay, if I tell them they found the boy, they're gonna let me call him. So they do. They have her call him and say, you know, call him and tell him, but don't don't tell him anything else. Obviously, just call him and tell him, you know, to come home and to bring the boy. So she calls and she's like. Are you hungry? Do you have, you know, is the boy hungry? I can make some food or you can stop by. And she says hungry one more time. And he realizes, ah, trigger word. She's, she's signaling him. She's signaling him. So he makes her hang up the phone and he hits her and she backs up towards the fire. And this is like the awesome scene. She backs up toward the fire. And then that's when she pulls out the, um, the bear spray. And she has it uh, pointed towards the fire. And Jack was like, you have that facing the wrong direction. And she's like, no, I don't. She sprays it into the fire and then immediately sprays it. It's the same effect of like, if you have a lighter and a spray and a can of like aerosol spray and you use the aerosol spray on the lighter and it becomes like a torch. That's pretty much what happens with this bear spray. And she lights his face up. And she sprays the bear spray in his brother's face and she pretty much gets away. Like they they shoot at her and everything, but then she goes and runs and grabs her shotgun and she starts shooting back. And they were like, Oh, I hate this fucking place. (laughs) Cause everybody it's like Montana or some shit, but it's like survival country. So everybody up there knows how to shoot. They know how to like skin things. Like you cannot taking these people down is not going to be easy. They're not just like suburbanites that are just going to be like, oh, sure, let me open the door. Now, these people will fight back. So she like bear sprayed his face and she's like, she shot at him and she gets away. And they were like, fuck this. (laughs) So then homeboy comes. um, The husband shows up with the sheriff. They shoot the sheriff because they like hide. And then they're like, well, they're trying to find her. They can't find her. So then the sheriff comes and they hide. And then they shoot the sheriff and they go after uh, after the sheriff's deputy, her husband. And they were like, we have your, you know, one, there's one more of us and he's got your wife. And it's bullshit because she ran and they don't know where the fuck she went. And they were like, if you don't come with us and get, lead us to the boy, then we're going to have him kill your wife. The dude is like, at first he goes along, but you can tell he's skeptical. He's like, mm-hmm, I don't think that happened. I think by the burn shit in your eyes, she probably got away. She got the lead on your asses. You don't know where the hell she is. Because another thing is when he's on the ground, 
they whisper to each other. Now, I don't know if he can hear them or not, but one of them whispers, do we go find her? And he's like, no, we can't find her and the boy at the same time. So they just let her go and they go to find the boy. Now, if the sheriff heard that, uh, not the sheriff, but if, um, if John Bernthal heard that, then he's like, oh, I don't know where the fuck she is. But I think that just like whether or not he knew that, like whether or not he heard it, he just knew like obviously she got away looking at their faces because Jack has like his eyes are all scarred from where she where she uh, sprayed him in the face. And the other dude, like she burned half his face and they're limping and shit. So he's like, yeah, she got in some good licks. And these are like recent injuries. So he's like, mm-hmm. I don't think you actually did anything. Like, I don't think y'all know where she is. I thought he was going to die then when when they got him. And to be honest, they didn't really need him to find the kid. Like, these guys are like master assassins or something. Like, you guys don't need the sheriff or the deputy dude to track down a kid. So I, honestly, I thought he was going to die then. But no. Okay, the reason why they did need him is because they're master assassins. Their main thing is, like, they can switch terrain, but their main thing, like I said, is, like, hunting down, like, suburbanites, which are so much easier for them. But this is an area that they are very unfamiliar with, and they're trying to track down people who are extremely familiar with it, who all have survival skills. That's why it's so difficult for them. That's why they do need him because he knows that area. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. That's why they didn't just kill him right away. Because if it weren't for that, they would have just killed him right away. Like they've been killing everybody else at this point. Yeah. And I also, like, I felt like I did the whole, well, I didn't really dig it. Like I thought their their shit made no sense. Like, oh, we got to kill everybody that saw us. And then they were like, well, we, that's going to make a lot of noise. And they're like, well, we're going to cause a really big fire so we could kill everybody that's not by a burn wound. And what do you mean like, that does that make sense? It's a distraction. Just like our government does us. Let's distract you with this while we go fuck up this. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's pretty stupid, too. Damn. America's doing that. Yeah. But it, it's it's an old it's an old school tactic. Yeah. People have been doing it for centuries. It's a distraction method. I mean, think about it. Pickpocket pickpocketers are so successful because they distract you. They make you feel something on one side while they're picking your pocket on the other. Oh, okay. All right. So if yeah. we set a wildfire, you guys are going to too be, be too busy with this wildfire to notice people are going missing and being shot. Yeah, literally also- being shot. I love the poetic justice of the fact that the wildfire is what killed one of them. Yeah. Because he technically, like, he may have died of his injuries, but he didn't get a chance because the wildfire actually took him out. And, well, actually, technically, they they both kind of died by fire. Well, I mean, technically, the first one died by by a gunshot wound, but he was dying anyway. Yeah, he didn't die by fire because she killed him dead, and then the fire came later. Well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, Because she, okay, so the she that we're talking about is the wife. She comes back later, and that's what happens when you're messing around in the woods. Exactly. They were out of their element. That's why they both got taken down fairly easily, by the way. (laughs) Because both of them were killed by one woman. Not one woman, like, not, they were each killed by a woman, not the same woman. 
Jack Nicholas Holt or uh, Nicholas Holt's character was he wasn't technically killed by Angelina Jolie, but she tussled with him and she had her axe for fighting fires and she essentially buried it in him multiple times and she didn't kill him. She just left and there, the fire was rapidly approaching. So the fire killed him. And then the other guy had long since been dead because pregnant black chick was like, nah, bitch, you went after my family. You die. And she shot him and he shot at her, but she actually hit. Because yeah. again, these people, this is what they do. They've been shooting since they were five. So to be clear, real quick, that's not a fire fighting axe. That's not what she uses it for. That's for climbers. Oh, it's a climber axe? Yeah, that's what you use to climb. That way it helps stabilize you, especially on steep hills. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about survival skills. I'm a suburbanite. My survival yeah. skills are how to navigate the 405. Those are my survival skills. Um, I have survival skills, and no, I was never a Girl Scout. I actually was a Girl Scout. <laughs> See, so there's where this is sad. Yeah, that's real sad. <laughs> right? You were a Girl Scout, have no survival yeah. skills. I was never a Girl Scout, but I have survival skills. No, you can't say I have no survival skills. I'm still black. I'm still going to go the other fucking way from danger. Yeah, you know that if you hear something, run. If you see people running, don't stop and ask what's going on. Run. You run. Uh, you I know. have black skills. That's what I have. Out of the forest, you'd still be fucked, though. That shit works. I wouldn't be. That's why you I keep my. How many times have you seen me in a forest? That's the question. Exactly. Never. You're there you be go. Screwed. You're gonna be screwed one day. Just wait. No, thank you. I'd rather deal with the desert than a forest. Because in the forest, you never know what else is in there, but you know you're not alone. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Don't go camping. Yo, you know I what? love camping. I don't. I never have. As a matter of fact, I was supposed to go with friends one time because they had like browbeat me into doing it. And I was like, I really don't want to do this because I'm the hotel type and I'm like the Sheraton type. And they were like, let's go camping. And I'm like, that's the opposite of what I want to do for fun. And they were like, come on, come on, come on. It was like a big group of us. And I was like, okay, I don't do bugs. I don't do bears. None of the bees. I don't do the bees. Right. And they're she like, don't do oh, nature, period. I do do nature. I do the beach. Do, you do do That's nature. That's the bee that I do. I do the beach. You do do nature. <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> so, so I like I said, I'm more of a desert person, less of a forest. But they like in California, like there are places like you go like an hour and you can get to any other climate, right? You can get to snow. You can get to fucking woods. You can get to whatever. And I'm like, hey, why don't I stay here? Because this is why I live here. And so they were like, no, let's go to like there. And then, like, a place that's named after, like, fucking bears and shit because there are bears and shit. And I was like, see, I like to live here where I'm not on the menu. Like, when I say what's for dinner, I don't mean me. Okay? So they were like, oh, no, black bears are friendly. And I'm like, I wouldn't know because I've never met one. So I was getting ready to go with them. And my friend at the last minute was like, yo, because I actually like went and bought shit. And I was like, what the fuck? And then she was like, OK, I was just kidding. I didn't think you were going to actually go. Do not go. You're not. This is you're going to just bitch the entire time. I'm like, you know this because I also don't do like hiking. Like, why? 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 
Like, yeah. why go for a really long time up a fucking steep hill and then get up there to be like, oh, I did it. I worked an eight-hour shift. That doesn't mean anything. Like, why? I just, it's worse than I'm not you. that kind of person. I, I, went, I went for, like, my summer that I graduated high school. We went to Bear Mountain in New York, and we did, like, a little mini hike. I was not, it's not like, a real hike, but, like, where where we made it to at the end, it was like a nice view, and it was. I feel like that was kind of worth the long ass, sticky, fucking travel. That was pretty cool. So maybe maybe that's why hikers do it, you know, to get to the destination. Like, wow, we walked all this. I see this amazing view. You know, that could be a thing. All right. So neither uh-huh. one of you are nature people. Got it. And you know who you know, those who dead are. They're those who drop my ass off in the middle of a forest and say, find your ass back. Bro, if I could do that to you just for shits and giggles. <laughs> how, how, how long will it take you to come back, Jackie? Here's what I know. <laughs> Jackie will be Here's pissed until she okay. finds sales service. <laughs> if I make it back, have you seen Kill Bill? <laughs> Yo, Jackie, That's all can I'm I saying. drop you off? Like just for shits and giggles, I promise I won't leave you there more than a day. I will give you eight hours to make it to your destination. I'll leave you with food and water. I'll even give you a compass. I'm just curious to see how far you'll make it. Jackie, Bitch, what the fuck is the compass gonna do? Like I know what is north, south, or what shit. Like I'm like, well, if I go north, I can make it to Walmart. How the fuck is that gonna help me? <laughs> I don't know anything. But oh, that's another thing that ha- that happened in this movie. She was like. Go a hundred feet. It was a hundred. No, hundred yards. Hundred yards. Go hundred yards. Turn left, and I'm like, I'm dead. <laughs> Yo, I'm but dead. the dad, the dad, how he told like before he got out the car, mm-hmm. and the dad was giving him the instructions about the stream. The stream was the river. The river leads to cities or small towns or whatever it is. He said. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep. Yeah, you can't tell that they definitely did the whole survival training a lot. Yeah, and she, but but like she doesn't even know that, and she just tells the kid like. A hundred, like a hundred yards. See, and that's the thing, like feet, yards, paces, all that shit's the same to me because I don't know what the fuck any of it is. I'm just dead. I'm like, and people are like, head north, left or right, bitch. I don't know which way you're talking about, okay? The sun is in the fucking sky and it's really big. I don't know which way it's pointing. It's just up. I learned north today because I was talking to my boy and apparently he knew, so he showed me where north is. So I know right where I'm sitting, I know exactly where north is. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I take I it none of you guys say, know how to make your own compass either, then, huh? I used to say that <sighs> there's an anime that North- taught me, and I forgot. But I, oh, if I watch it again, I got you. <laughs> used to say what, Jackie? I used to say that if you follow the ocean, because you know I'm on the Pacific Coast. If you follow the ocean, if you go towards the ocean, that's west. Not necessarily, because it depends on what part of Southern California you're in. The ocean could actually be south of you. So I don't fucking know, man. I just say left and right, bitch. That's what we have. We have these directions for a reason. And this is why we are lazy ass motherfuckers. And? Exactly. Uh, Look, we still go by the imperial system, okay? I get that we are ancient. uh, Actually, I use metric more than I use imperial. Congratulations. Either way, a hundred of anything, unless I'm actually putting one foot in front of the other and counting to a hundred, I'm dead. Like, I'm supposed to know where the fuck 100 or something is. Um, I was saying that I agree with you 100%. I don't know 100 yards or 100 
meters or 100 paces. Right. 100. Moral of this story: Nobody ever dropped the three of off us off in the middle of the forest because these motherfuckers are gonna rely on me. I'm good. I got enough dependence in my life. I don't need two more. Yeah. Yo, we looking at Ace. The minute I wake up, like in Lost, the minute I wake up, I'm looking for Ace. Not water, not nothing. Ace, do you have a plan? And if she literally goes, yo, I got nothing. Yo, I'm just going to commit suicide. Eliza's going to expect me to MacGyver shit and everything else. Nope, we're done. Uh, <laughs> like, look, I found this rock. I made it into a satellite fucking phone. All right? I took this grass. <laughs> if I pressed it here... It turns into a house. Like, that's what I expect. Out of it. Like, damn. Uh, you can this rock and turn well, into a house. I love hold it. Hold up, hold up. So, one scene that I'm actually curious to look up on how people actually, if this is, like, actually based on what you're really supposed to do or whatnot. When they're in the meadow area, it's the lightning, and she literally says, run until I tell you to stop, and then you're going to get down and duck. And then I'm gonna run, and it basically like leapfrog in a sense, but the running version. Like, what do people mm-hmm. actually do that in fields when there's lightning storms like that? Like, I'm curious. And what's no, the purpose? I think they only did that because they had to go, because um, because you know she was trying to like they had to keep moving, but um, I feel like if they didn't have to go, they would have just stayed on the ground. Because lightning is attracted to, like, well, it's attracted to things that are, like, metal, but it's also attracted to, like, tall things. That's why she said to get down. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why she got struck is because she had that axe on her. I don't know. Did she have that axe on her at the time? I know she had her backpack. It was on, I'm pretty sure it was on her backpack. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 She had that. Yeah. Wow. That was actually true. I also saw another thing. Angelina Jolie is still immortal. Um, and I'm gonna explain. One, she fell from a 20 story uh, fire tower and she landed really, really bad. And she just took a nap. She took a nap. Her hands were a little burned. Um, she put some Vicks on it. That's her shit in the movie, guys. She put Vicks. She did not put Vicks on it. She put hydrogen peroxide on it and it burned like shit. Those were rope burns. And she didn't fall from the top of the tower. She fell from a little further than halfway down. Because she got on the rope. The thing that hurt her the most were the rope burns from her sliding down the rope instead of holding on. Okay. Okay. You can have that. Let's talk about Exhibit B. All right? And the main. (laughs) Okay. She got struck on her left side by lightning. She went from her shoulder to her foot. And she's just fighting a dude. That didn't get struck by lightning and winning. Like, and I, it's Angelina Jolie, once again, you're a, you're amazing, bro. Like, I love you. Like, you're so brolic. It's so great. Still don't know what that means, but sure. Really Go strong. Yeah. She's really mm-hmm. strong. In all, all her movies. I forgot. Uh, that part makes sense. What? All right, so still can't understand the running thing, but mm-hmm. the reason why they had to stay apart is because you don't want to huddle together. Instead, you want to have each person find shelter roughly 100 feet apart. That minimizes the possibility of uh, multiple casualties from a single strike. In the movie, lightning struck several times. Like, it was kind of crazy 
because there was a lot of lightning, but you never really saw any rain. Um, lightning struck the tower that she was in. That's why she had to, um, she, she could sense that the lightning was coming. So she ran out of the tower, but she didn't have time to climb down. Cause you know, if, attach it, if she was still attached, it would still hurt. So she grabbed the rope and she basically from the rope, just like slid down, holding onto the rope, which just ripped her hands to shreds. And then the tower got struck and she let go as the tower got struck. Like I said, she was a little bit further than halfway down and she landed fairly hard when the tower got hit. And then as they were running through the field, lightning was striking again and she did get struck by lightning. But I think that what happened was I think that it actually hit the axe. But the reason why it didn't like take her out is because it hit the axe that was on her backpack and it didn't Mm -hmm. directly hit her. So she still felt it. It still yeah. she was still affected by it, but it didn't yeah. strike her directly. That's why she said I wasn't struck. Yeah. Oh, I feel like, yeah, like backpack. The axe, yeah, the axe probably absorbed most of the shit. Yeah. Okay. I well, I think the cool. backpack absorbed it because the the axe was on the backpack and the backpack was on her. I'm confused. Why did you say it was weird that there was lightning and no rain? Because I'm that used happened. to lightning accompanying rain. Oh no! Or does it just jump out and shit? There's definitely dry lightning. That's actually what causes a lot of forest fires. But growing up, we used to call it. Growing up, for some reason, I was taught to call it heat lightning. But I mean, I see that stuff all the time: lightning and no rain. Whether it bounces from cloud to cloud or it actually just straight pure lightning down. No rain. Usually, when I see lightning, there's about to be a storm, or there is a storm. That's that's a fifty-fifty for me. Lightning, lightning means a storm. Either that, or Thor just decided to come down, or he was like, "You're not that lucky." Like it, shut up. Or he was like in uh in those memes where he's like, "Fuck these fish in particular." (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of heat lightning before in my life. Usually, whenever there's lightning, there's usually rain. I always see rain. Yeah, to me, thunder. That's what causes a majority of the forest fires. Is that it's not people. It's heat lightning. Oh, so here's my question about the movie. In the beginning, when she couldn't save those boys, were they like when they went out? That was a flashback. Were they? Yeah. Were they lighting fires like a burnout fire, or were they trying to fight a fire that had already started? I think they were trying to fight a fire that had already started, and she feels that she mispredicted the wind because it shifted. Oh, see, I because they kept focusing on the wind shifting, I thought that she felt guilty because she was trying to light a burnout fire, but the wind shifted and turned it into like a blazing fire. That's what I thought. Because out here, we, you know, that's what. Well, yeah, yeah, because you you have to light the fire to attack the fire. It scorches the ground. That way, when the fire actually approaches the scorched land, it has nowhere to burn to and it dies out. Well, we do that preemptively. Like so before before forest fire season starts because there is a season um, before the season starts sure. we burn the perimeter so that like we we burn basically patches to make sure like you said if a fire does start it only goes so far and then it burns out. See, the funny thing is that these fires, which is really funny that it's so frequent, that's part of the ecosystem like cleansing itself. That's what it. That's what it does, <clears throat> and so the fact that it happens so frequently, because like she said, there literally is it's a forest fire season in California, yeah. mm-hmm. 
it's like, dang, like how many times does the ecosystem need to clean itself out there? Jesus Christ. A couple times a year. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, even before we ever took over the land like we have, and that's what the ecosystem does. It will cleanse itself with fire. It'll cleanse itself with flooding. It'll cleanse itself through a drought and then replenishes itself. It's a, a whole cycle that the ecosystem does all on its own. It's so even after us, the ecosystem will still continue to take care of itself. I feel like the ecosystem is taking care of itself right now by eliminating us. And I, I feel like we're just, we're helping that along. We're like, hey, we'll help you get rid of us faster. We're not that great. We ain't shit. <laughs> so, um, but the way that they survived that fire at the end, that was badass. Yo, I could not have held my breath. You got me fucked up. I can't hold my breath that long. Well, yeah, but as you saw, like, they still, they did go up for air. But they it literally, you just put your mouth above the water, grab some air, and go back in. But, but imagine I mean, how warm and hot, though, how hot that air is that you are putting into your lungs. Also, also, the like, because the fire kind of moved over the water, like the fire traveled, like that fire was like an antagonist. That bitch had a mind of its own. It was a character, and it was moving. Like when it decided, like when she was like after she finished axing the dude. And he was like, just finished me. And she was like, no, I'll make you suffer. The fire can kill you. And they left. Like one minute later, the fire was like, I'm here, bitch. <laughs> it was like on his ass. Hmm. And and like, that was kind of cold, but also he totally deserved it. Because um, like he just killed, he had just murdered a baby and an innocent mother. And he was about to, to murder a pregnant woman and an innocent child. So, and then he, on top of that, he was going to torture um, another woman who was just trying to help the innocent child. So, yeah. Burn, bitch. He deserved it. Is what Yo, I'm But I want to know, I, I almost really want to, like, talk to or interview somebody that fights these forest fires every year. Because you notice that when he was in the tower and he was telling them, don't move. There's two mm -hmm. guys with guns trained on me. She's like, and he said that, you know, I see no way out of this. She's like, well, the fire will take care of it. will give us a way out in an hour. Like you knew exactly how long it was going to take for the fire to get to you from where it was. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like, how do you guys learn this stuff? If it's actually a learned thing and not a movie thing. No, I think it's a real thing. Cause in real life, like when there are fires, they're like, Oh, the fire has spread this quickly. It should be here at such and such a time. That's how they know how to evacuate where. Or like how to evacuate when. So they're like, okay, the fire, is at, the fire is here. We need to evacuate this area because it's going to go over there next. But see, then my next question like would hours. be, my next question would be, how often is that 100%? Like how often is that 90% accurate? Because there's many factors and variables that go into that. Well, that yeah. again, that's what that that's what happened at the beginning of the movie. The fire sometimes the fire shifts, um, and that's also why again they try to burn out certain areas to try to make it so that it's like okay, this area like the fire is going to burn out after a while because there are sometimes when like a forest fire goes and they don't even bother fighting it because they're like, well, it's going to burn out when it hits this point. So they're just like, yeah, there's a fire and it's raging and it's like taking over so many acres, but it should be out when it hits this point. <laughs> Um, also if the 
Thomas says, also, if it's windy, that really changes things. It's almost always windy with a fire because that's how fire spreads so fast. Um, if it's not windy, firefighters can easily take a fire out. Like they don't spread that quickly. So it's all, whenever there's a, a big fire like that, it's almost always windy. For example, one of the times when it is fire season in California is when the Santa Ana's hit. I don't know if y'all have heard of the Santa Ana's, but they're like basically Chicago style winds that just sweep through. And when those come through any little bitty match, whoosh, basically wind is just like a gust of oxygen. That's just like, Hey, fire, here's some fuel. And it's like, thank you. I will eat everything. It's pretty much mm. how I see it. I am not a firefighter. We should watch backdraft next. No, we already have a huge ass list of movies. This is true. But it was on HBO Max. I saw that because it was like, as soon as it was done, it was like, you want to watch Backdraft? And I was like, no, I don't want to cry today. You want to cry in that movie? People die. It's a good movie, though. What the fuck? (laughs) It is. It's a good movie. It's an action movie, but it actually... So this was like back in the day when action movies had a plot. And they were like... It's kind of like this, where like there's actually a story, and there are characters you give a shit about, and then those characters are killed off, and you're like, no! It's not just the rock punching people? No. <laughs> and there are actual stakes, and those stakes are amped up because somebody dies along the way. So, and that's the, like, that's the greatest way to raise stakes, is to actually kill someone off. Because now you're like, oh shit, like anybody could die. Yeah, like someone that's like people like in, in the in the beginning of the movie, and then it's like oh shit, because like after someone's like favorite character or a character that they like dies, they'll think yo anybody could fucking die now. So yeah, that happened in a book that I was reading. We didn't say this before, but I, I honestly like the cast for this movie. It was definitely a dream team cast. Um, everybody that was that was there, you guys were all amazing. Nah, I, I I I love the movie. I actually like that. I don't know if you're planning this by like if you have this all planned, but I like how you're like you showed me like a old '90s action flick and then like a newer type of like suspenseful thing. But it had like that '90s theme to it, you know. So I, I actually like that. I was like, I was like, because like, I remember it was yesterday where we was talking, and then one of you, is it Ace or you, where you was like, you know, back then, you know, I was bringing up a lot of plot holes. And then one of you was like, you know, it was in the 90s, you know, shit like this happened. So, like, you know, watching a newer version of a 90s-like movie with there wasn't as many plot holes. I don't even think there were any plot holes. And if there were, it was probably, like, firefighter plot hole stuff, you know? Like, only, like, real firefighters would know. But other than that, I don't think there was any plot holes in this movie. So I actually enjoyed that. I actually like the movies that you're picking, except for Cruel Intentions. That movie's really much. Which, again, I think the only stuff you could nitpick would be, like, the survival stuff. If he was like a real survivalist or a firefighter, you probably know like certain stuff. Like, why does she have a a hiking axe? You know, she's a firefighter or something like that. But I, right. I, I like. I thought this movie was really dope, and I can't wait to see Tyler Perry in part two. You can't wait to see Tyler Perry in what? I can't wait to see Tyler Perry more in part two. Why do you keep th- saying part two? What makes you think there's going to be a part two of this? I don't know. I just want to see more of Tyler Perry's character. Like he showed up for like two minutes. I want to know more. Like, why did you come? Why did you see this dying man next to you and go, "Yo, I want that fucking kid," and then walk away? He's just there to be the guy who hired them. Yeah. So you want like 
you want an, an insider an insider part where it's like they get taken down. I yo, feel like we would like the client. Yo, they yo, right? They like take him down and like Tyler Perry has like a gun and he's fighting Angelina Jolie and she has the same pickaxe from the last movie. Oh Bro, that'll be dope. Fire. Okay. This morning, yeah. like I woke up and we was talking, I was like, yo, like, you know, the cinematic adventures is like set up for like the next year. And he Pretty was like, much. Why? And I was like, because I haven't seen like 50 movies. And he's like, how have you seen 50 movies? He goes, it can't be that bad. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen Back to the Future. I just started there. I was like, I haven't seen Back to the Future. He's like, you haven't seen Back to the Future? What's <laughs> the matter with you? I was like, damn. I was like, bro, I, I, was, I didn't even get to the Matrix. He's like, you ever seen the Matrix? I was like, bro, we, <laughs> like, don't, I've already been through this. I have problems. I was a sheltered person. <laughs> He feels our pain. Yeah, he's seen like he's seen all the movies you guys seen. He's a regular human. He's a regular person. Okay, so why are we talking to you and not him? I don't know. Are you do you want me to bring him on next week? <laughs> I'll tell him. I'm like, yo, bro, you wanna you wanna just take my spot for cinematic? <laughs> like, I'll just show up for all the Marvel stuff, and then you can do all the other movies. Like, I had no idea you hadn't seen like any movies ever. All right, it's time to say our goodbyes. AC Facey, do you your whole spiel? I don't have a spiel. You're not going to tell people where they can find you or VOP or any of that stuff? That's Elias' job. Okay, wow. I mean, you're not going to give something. (laughs) Okay, well, you're right. All right, uh, I'm going to do mine first, just because we know he likes to go beyond the point. So uh, you can find me at cinematicadventurespodcast.com or anywhere that they play podcasts. You can listen to my podcast or you can find me on Twitch or Haps or YouTube where all this is streamed to. Elias, take us out. Thanks. Thank you guys for coming out to Cinematic Adventures. Of course, you can catch us at VOPUSA Radio. That's on everything except for Twitter, where you can follow us at VO underscore Petty. Uh, we have a we have a nice, beautiful website. We haven't had much beef on the Facebook, so hit us up on Facebook. Um, and everything else, don't forget to follow Sage Elias at Haps, Sage Misfit on Twitter. And I love you all. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Salam, 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 salam.